Alright, well we'll say good evening to you tonight. Good to see you. Um, we'll be streaming live again tonight, so welcome to those who may be joining us online. Now that we've had a week to digest evolution, uh, of course I would think it's probably indigestible. It's, some of this stuff's wild. Uh, I just thought tonight we would open it up if anything you want to discuss about what we saw in the video last week or if you took the uh, material home and read through it, anything you have questions about, we'll just kind of have an open open floor tonight and if not we'll go on to something else. Yeah. Then it said he'd heard of somebody that had been to a family or didn't believe in evolution, had gone to a family reunion, and changed his mind. So it must have been a Rayburn reunion. So, yeah. Yeah, Bob. He's thinking about creation that God did in seven, six days. Mm -hmm. Actual, literal six days. Then he had Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. How long were they in there? How long were they in the garden? They had been for a thousand years. And that's when outside the garden, dinosaurs right. and all this stuff was going on. Because yeah. God created all the animals before he did that. Yeah. I, I tend to think, now this is, this is just thinking. Uh, the question is, after God created everything in six days, and Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden, how long were they in the garden before they fell into sin and were kicked out? I don't think it was too long because God gave them the command to multiply and populate the earth. So they didn't have children until they were outside the garden. So I would think, well, they were being disobedient if they weren't multiplying the human race. So I would think I don't know, less than a year? If they, that's just an estimation. Uh, also, once Satan fell, you would think he would be pretty quick to go in to the garden and attack them. So um, that's just my opinion. Does anybody else have any input or thoughts on it? Yeah. It, it, there's no right or wrong answer because we don't know. Uh, but that's something I've sat and thought about a lot is how long did it take humanity to mess everything up? It, it's, it still is. Yeah. You know, and I, I just, I don't think it took, took too long. I think that um, you, lo you look at the fact that they were just the two of them and God gave the, them reproductive abilities so I, I would think yeah it wasn't wasn't too long so and time may have passed different before. I, I don't think it did I think it was still literal 24 hour days every day all day uh, especially on Mondays but I think they were all you know the same okay all right anybody else have any thoughts or questions about anything? I think it's a good argument, but I have one of a different kind. 
Yes. Show me something of a different kind. Of a different kind. Not a one of them have an answer. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the biggest thing with evolution is true Darwinian evolution is a change from one kind to another. That would be a cat to a dog or a, as they say now, from a dinosaur to a chicken. Where they get that, I don't know. But one of the examples they used was the stickleback fish. And they did studies. I, I watched a video the other day about it where they isolated this gene sequence where it caused them to have a spine that came out of their pelvis on some and on some it didn't. And this region they did and this region they didn't. And so they said that was evolution. Well, when in the video they asked that Professor Myers, well, what did it evolve into? He said it was a distinctly different fish, but it was still a fish. There was no change of kind. Um, another video that Living Waters has, they've got a lot on YouTube. They're talking about evolution and, and they do this skit kind of like it's the uh, crocodile hunter. You remember him when he was on television and you had the guy, he was, he was going through the, the weeds and the bushes around the, the pond and he says, hey, look here, look what we found here, the elusive crocoduck. And what they had done was take a crocodile and put a duck's head on it. You know, that would be a change of kind and they were showing how ridiculous that was. If the um, genetic sequence, it's in place, if there's a mutation that happens, that means something is left out, not something added to it. So in the case of dinosaurs, if they don't have in their gene sequence something for feathers, they can't turn into chickens. Is that close to right? Okay. He, 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 got, he has to help me a lot with this stuff because I, I had a hard time identifying parts of a frog, so I'm, I'm still struggling today. Uh, I'm not going to go back, no. Yes. Yeah. Right. A mutation is not evolution of kinds, it is merely an adaptation. Uh, there was one study with, with a stickleback where um, I believe it was Lake Washington. They said most of the population of fish had the extra pelvic spine, the extra armor, then the smaller portion of the population didn't. Well, the EPA or whoever came in and cleaned up the pollution in the water, the water cleared up, then all of a sudden they found, well, um, I'm sorry, it was the other way around. When it was murky, you didn't have as many with the extra armor. There was very few with, with the extra. They cleaned it up. All of a sudden, the big population of the no-armored fish started to disappear, and the armored fish were starting to show up. They said, this is evolution. No, the unarmored ones got easier to see by the predator fish. So, of course, that population thinned out. That genetic sequence wasn't carried on and you had a shift from the non-armored to the armored. You know, I hadn't either, and I, I looked it up, and there's places you can buy stickleback to eat and to, to stock and put in aquariums or something. It's, it's new to me, but apparently it's a big deal in the 
evolution community. Nobody's ever heard of it. Yeah, it could be like some of these other fossils they found where they put pieces together. It doesn't really exist, so they just made up a new animal. So, all right, anybody else have anything? It does. It takes more faith to believe in evolution to not believe in God than it does to believe in God. For one thing, to not believe in God, to be an, a true atheist, to say there is no God, means that you have convinced yourself of what you already know. Because Scripture tells us that every person is born with the knowledge that there is a God, that there is a Creator. Uh, Romans 120 says that creation testifies to him that we're without excuse to know. Um, people say, well, this is all evolution. Well, a good argument is, well, let's take these stained glass windows. How do we know someone artistically made that stained glass window? We know they did because it's there. That window didn't just appear in the side of the wall with the image of Jesus on the cross and the Roman soldier and the blues and the reds, someone had to create it. A painting is evidence of a painter. A car is evidence of a car manufacturer. So a tree, a lake, a river, a bird, a dog, all of earth, space, everything, creation testifies to a creator. That's how we know there's a creator, because there's a creation. If, if you look through your uh, material, in part four, that's lesson 69, it's page 443 if you have that and want to follow it along. But there's a sense we are wonderfully made. And that refers to Psalm 139, uh, verses 13 through 16, which says, for you formed my innermost you knit me together in my mother's womb. I will give thanks and praise to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret, and intricately and skillfully formed, as if embroidered with many colors in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in your book were all written the days that were appointed for me, when as yet there was not one of them even taking shape. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh, this professor Michael J. Behe, or Behe, that he calls irreducible complexity. Now remember when we're speaking to someone in a witnessing situation, it's not our goal to win an argument. Our goal is to find an open door to share the gospel. Now we do need to have some knowledge going into it. But to me this irreducible complexity is one of the strongest arguments we can make. For example, if you have a mouse trap, it has five major components, the the board, the thing that goes whap, the spring, and the uh, pin that holds it back and then of course 
mechanism that holds the bait that when it hits that it triggers this and that and the other. Without any one of those five components, that mousetrap is no good. It, it's irreducibly complex. Um, our bodies are the same way. The knee joint has at least 16 essential components. If we were missing any of those 16, the knee joint would not work. Now what does that have to do with evolution? Well, if, if we say our bodies evolved, which one of those 16 evolved first? Because see, any one without the other does not function properly as a knee joint. Um, example of this irreducible complexity. It would be impossible for, for an eye which has 40 separate subsystems to be created one at a time and function as an eye. While we were waiting on that to evolve, we wouldn't be able to see anything. And what you end up with is a, an eye that has just the retina itself has 137 million light sensitive cells. Darwin himself admitted in his famous work, The Origin of Species, he said, if it could be demonstrated that any complex organ existed which could not possibly have been formed by numerous successive slight modifications, my theory would, be abs would absolutely break down. I think through the knee joint and the eye alone, we can say that the theory of evolution has successfully broken down, but there are those that still hold it as being scientific fact. Uh, with our blood, when we get a cut or a scrape, we have blood platelets that clot the wound. Uh, the, the clot, let's see, there's 12 specific individual chemical reactions in our If the human species evolved and we evolved one of these 12 chemicals at a time, we wouldn't be here because our ancestors would have bled to death before they made it this far. It only makes sense. They, it wouldn't have happened. Okay, we've heard the, which came first, the chicken or the egg? All right, which evolved first, the male or the female? Almost every species with little um, exception and I think there's a frog that can go either way. It can be either male or female. But for the most part, you have male and female. You have to have one and the other to reproduce and continue reproducing. So if the male evolved first, how did down the line where there's still humans? If the female evolved first, again, how would we be here? Then probably, um, well, before we get to that one, there is a, you can see also that there is a grand design in place. Zoologists have recorded about 20,000 species of fish. Each of these species has a two-chambered heart that pumps blood. Of the 6,000 species of reptiles, um, they're cold-blooded. Theirs is a three-chambered heart except for the crocodile. Um, amphibians, there's a thousand or so with a three-chambered heart. 
when you get to birds, you get into four-chambered, you get the idea. Some animals have a two-chambered heart, some have a three-chambered heart, some have a four. If this was all just by whim or accident, why is there so much consistency in the design? Why is it that all of these fish have two-chambered hearts? Why is it that my heart and your heart and your heart and yours are all designed the same way? Yeah, 15,000 species of mammals have four-chambered hearts that pump blood through the body. Yeah, probably my favorite part of this irreducible complexity and I want you to put yourself, think like an evolutionist for a minute. Okay, you're telling me that we evolved from a single-celled organism or we uh, dug our way up out of the ground or whatever, and we evolved, okay? We know that we have to have a circulatory system to live. So which evolved first, the heart, the blood or the blood vessels? Anybody have an idea? Which evolved first? Well, if the blood evolved first and there was no vessels or heart, what, it was just a pool. If the vessels were first, there was nothing to go through the vessels or to be pumped. If the heart was first, it had nothing to pump or nothing to pump through it. Okay, let's say two of them evolved in time. Let's say the heart and the vessels both came into being at the same time. That's great, but what are you pumping through them? If you've got the vessels and the blood, it's stagnant without a pump. All three systems have to be in place for us to live. Then it gets even more complex. Your circulatory system delivers oxygen around your body. How does that oxygen get in unless we evolved lungs? See how it just get, we get, we as human beings get more and more irreducibly complex. And yet evolutionists cannot explain this. It says here, the only reasonable answer to these questions is that God made the human body and the bodies of all other creatures with a heart, lungs, kidneys, which the ki kidneys, whereas the lungs bring oxygen to the blood, the kidneys take all the waste from the blood, the blood vessels, arteries, blood, the skin to hold everything in at one time. Because there again, think about if we had all these other systems, let's say we had a, a heart, lungs, kidneys, blood vessels, arteries, bloods, and all that, but no skin to hold it in, we'd just kind of be out everywhere. It's, it's an intelligent design. We've got just a few minutes left. If you picked up this, this other handout, it's from Got Questions. I printed off several, several different articles in here and the very last page, there's a website that you can go that has these and a lot more articles. I got to digging into it and there was more than, than I wanted to print out. But you see the first page here is talks about what is theistic evolution. Then you have what is progressive creationism. 
what is old earth creationism, what is young earth creationism, old earth versus young earth, and so on, plus many more on the website. What I want to make you aware of, and many of you are familiar with this, and I don't, I don't mean to say nobody here knows anything, but it's not just a simple difference of atheistic evolution versus Christianity. Yes, atheistic evolution that says there is no God and we evolved from nothing, which, by the way, the Big Bang Theory is the scientific impossibility that nothing created everything. What came before the Big Bang? There has to be a catalyst. There has to be a fire. And every explosion I've ever started, I mean every explosion that I've ever seen causes chaos instead of order. I can take a, not that I ever have, but I could take a can of hairspray and put heat to it. It will not form two other cans of hairspray. It will explode into ever how many pieces it will explode into. The Big Bang does not uh, add up as a origin to the universe. But anyway, Atheistic evolution, there's no God, everything comes from a puddle. Then we have this idea of theistic evolution. And you get some that are in the Christian uh, circles that will say, well, God created everything, then he sort of stood back and let everything evolve. That's theistic evolution. Then there's um, progressive Creationism. And I think this is the one. I'm not sure if this is the one or not. I didn't, I've, I didn't take time to underline this and I should have. But one of these beliefs says that, okay, God created everything. He set it into place. Then he stepped back. Then natural selection happened when he stood come in and, and he helped evolution along. Okay? Then you have gap theory. That's the theory that between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2 there are several billion years where essentially Satan ruled the earth before God reformed it and created what we know today. You have young earth creationism. Personally, I'm a young earth creationist. I believe the earth is between four to six thousand years old. But there are old earth creationists, and we may have some here. Uh, it's not heretical to think that because we don't, it's, it's not a eternity changing gospel issue. But old earth creationists say, yeah, that um, God created in six days, but that was figurative, and those days were millions of years each. So what, just what I want you to be aware of is that it's not just a cut and dry evolution versus Christianity. Even in Christianity, there's a lot of different ideas and thoughts, and it's good to be at least aware of, of what other people may believe, because you find out real quick that not everybody always believes exactly like you do, and it's not because they're, they're wrong or because they have a bad interpretation of Scripture. But there's some things in Scripture that 
we can't definitively put our finger on. Uh, if, if you've ever had time to uh, check it out, out, down here outside the library, we have a huge wall poster down there. I don't remember how many feet long it is, but it's the entire wall. But you can take that and it goes up to sometime in the 1800s, early 1900s. But you can trace back based on world history and biblical history back to the creation of the world being in about 4004 BC. I've even read where people have actually pinpointed the day as to be as something like May 16th of, they've actually pinpointed it. Now, do we have 100% rock solid evidence of that? We don't. But there's some people out there a lot smarter than I am that have figured this stuff out. So I believe when you go back through the generations in the Bible that you find that the earth is just a few thousand years old. An argument to, the, to that also is when we look at birth rate, if, if birth rate is two and a half kids per family, which I feel terrible for that half a kid, and you go through millions and billions of years, that would mean trillions times trillions times trillions of people would have lived and there should be you know more skeletons and remains than we would know to do with but with thousands of years where there's a more manageable population of the earth there's not this huge pile of bones that we can't we don't have room to bury and the latest I've read with genetics is they have traced that yes, we do have a single set of ancestors, all the bloodlines are the same, and they go back to a single man and a single woman not too many generations ago. So science is starting to catch up with the Bible. The Bible, as old as it is, has been right all the time. We've just had to find it out ourselves. But um, that's what I've got for tonight. Is there any, any questions before we go into uh, our prayer time or thoughts or ideas? And I'm not, I'm not putting down anybody's thoughts or beliefs because I could be wrong too. I, I'm not in the business of putting anybody down. So. Yeah, in, in the video we watched last week, the interviewer, uh, Ray Comfort, when you watched him, he wasn't trying to get into a big debate. He wasn't trying to beat anybody over the head, but he was trying to show them that, yes, what they were saying didn't line up with Scripture and worked his way into because atheism is nothing more than trying to convince yourself there's not a God so you can get away with doing what you want to do. So you find that somebody's an atheist, you talk to them a few minutes, you say, are you a good person? Have you kept the Ten Commandments? Have you told a lie? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you get to the bottom of the debate. If you were to talk to someone who's 
a homosexual, you don't have to beat them over the head with saying, well, you're gay. You can say, well, have you ever, have you ever stolen anything or told a lie? I guarantee they've probably done one of those two. That condemns them, and you've not even mentioned homosexuality. So there are very, that's, that's why I like the School of Biblical Evangelism and Ray Comfort and his ministry, because very creative ways of getting the gospel into people's hands and minds and hearts. So, but I, I believe some of those in the video were starting to come around, and hopefully some of them have been saved since, since that was recorded. So, All right, anybody else? All right. Well, we'll end that session tonight, and we'll move on to something else past evolution uh, next week. We'll, we'll evolve to a different topic. And uh, for those that have joined us on our live stream tonight, we've got a few watching, so we thank you for being with us. We're going to stop the live stream now and go into our prayer time and hope you have a great week.